Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about abandonment issues. That's right. I don't know if you ever felt abandoned. I just had it triggered recently and I I didn't realize it until I was in the shower. You know how you get clarity in the shower and you're like, oh, that's what's happening for me. I had a friend send me a text about how much they enjoyed spending time with me. You know, we had a we had some dope time together, went to go see a movie. I haven't seen my friend in a long time, in uh, two years, actually. And uh, I showed the text to Michelle, my girl, and, and to another friend. They were like, wow, this is really cool. Like, th- you know, this person really enjoy spending time with you and and all that. And I found myself uncomfortable with the with the love, with the with the joy and I was like, "What is it?" Cuz I just want to respond cool. You know how sometimes somebody you ever like send somebody a long emotional text like I love you and you're amazing and blah blah and then they respond with like a thumbs up and you're like, "What?" That's exactly I wanted to respond to this. And so I found myself digging deep to respond as loquaciously as they had uh, sent the text, right? And I was like, but why do I feel uneasy about the love, about the fact that this person really, why can't I, I felt like I wasn't accepting it. Like, it's almost when you, see something that's too good to be true and um you're like nah, there's, there's something there's probably something shady about this not that something shady has happened but you just are expecting um there, there to be a, the, the other shoe to drop and then i go oh it's because my abandonment issues were triggered and what happened is years ago 10 20 years ago we were hanging out a lot and then they got a job in another city, and then I, I didn't really see or hear from the, the person that much. And I understood, like, the job was all-consuming. They got married. They had kids. And, you know, it, it's not like we were best of friends, but my expectations of, you know, them, because it was so abrupt, it was like they, they, they told me that they were going to take off, you know, the next day. Um, like packing bags, move out the place, all that. Like that's how like dope the job was. And so I was just like, it was a part of me that was like, take me with you, you know, kind of deal. Because uh, I was, because it was in New York, and I was like, man, I love New York. Um, and, and not not take me with you as in like live together, but that, but that I just I just recognized that I want to go to New York. Don't leave me here. Uh, can you find a, a position for me uh, with the new job that you have? And, uh, you know, and, and so when that person was like, oh, man, this was the best part. And, and so a part of my subconscious was like, well, why didn't you take me with you? Why did you leave me behind? And, I, and it just had me wondering of, like, how much love I've been unable to receive and accept because of uh, the programming of, well, why didn't you 
or why did this or why did you say or why didn't you say you know um that I'm, I'm still experiencing you know from my I'm gonna assume from my childhood when I um and and even as an adult I mean the, the abandonment issues don't really end because people are just naturally going to abruptly leave uh, abandon us um, you know the things just relationships get frayed they fall apart people drop out of our lives and what's wild is I've been that person I remember when I was in college I was dating this girl and we were dating for a year or two and then I decided that I was moving to LA and I remember how dismissive I was about her emotions, how little I cared. I was like, I'm going on to bigger and better things, deuces. And I remember her to this day. I remember her on the couch crying. And in my mind, I was like, just get over it. Like, you'll be fine. Um, you know, figure it out. That kind of thing. I, I was, I remember you know, consoling her, but in my heart was just like, you know, this is too much. Like, my bags are packed. I'm on a plane. I'm already in L.A., you know. And um, so I've been that person. And and I'm sure that that's not the only time when I've done it, uh, but that's the only time where I emotionally remember it. And I'm sure that there have been instances where I've done it, you know, unintentionally, un unbeknownst to me, where I was like, oh, that was uh, uh, abrupt and, and what have you. And, and part of that, you know, of course I can go back to my parents and yada, yada, yada. But sometimes we don't even recognize um, the, the different ways that abandonment issues can manifest itself, right? Because sometimes they include like a fear of rejection, which is like this, Fear of being abandoned or rejected by others, which then can cause us to not really form close relationships. You have that friend who's a serial monogamist. They're in and out, and they just have this constant need for reassurance and validation, which can come from you know posting a lot. You have that friend who all of a sudden is posting three to five times a day, or they're they're calling you all the time, sending you uh, a bunch of emails and texts and yada yada yada. We all have this. It's almost like they do that kind of push pull. So it could even you know manifest itself in like intense clinginess and 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 just oh being overly dependent on other people because you don't want them to to leave. You don't want them to abandon you. So you hold on as tight as you can, and you want to be around them and, and fill all the, the empty spaces uh, with you, right? Um, but in your head, it's affection, it's love, it's why wouldn't we be together all the time? But then what's interesting is we also demonstrate that avoidant behavior where, uh, you know, yes, on one part we're clingy and needy, but the other part is like we avoid intimacy, right? Not wanting to go deeper. So like physically, I want to be with you all the time. I want to know where you are. 
and what you're doing, and I want us to do it together. But at the same time, I don't really want to open myself up to you because I'm afraid of being hurt or rejected or abandoned, which obviously ties itself into a difficulty in, in trusting others and thinking that they're going to betray you in some kind of way. So there's this like hypervigilance that we have of even though we're so clingy and needy and I need you and I love you and where are you and let's be together, there's also this like, are you going to leave me though? Are you going to, are you, you know, like listening, almost like listening for words that can clue us in to you leaving us so we can leave first. Right, I've done. I've been that person, that the old preemptive strike. It was like, oh, oh, oh. I, I think I, I. It sounds like you might be uh, one foot out the door. So I'm, I'm two feet out the door. Bags packed, deuces. Right. Um. And so when you have this kind of clinginess, avoidant behavior, and then it comes off as frequent mood swings. Right where now we're just really reactive and have a, a challenge in regulating our emotions and calming down. I'm, I'm certainly like this. Like tonight, I had to go for a drive. I just hopped in the car. And not that I was super um, feeling really uh, heightened. I just recognized that I needed to get out of the fishbowl, out of the bell jar, like I felt like, um, you know, I, I needed to see something different, new, something unexpected. So I just got in my car and just started driving. I was like, "Where? Which direction is the water?" And just driving towards the water to see if anything, you know. And then I discovered some cool places. There was a, there was a, a, a museum. The Balboa Park is beautiful, and people were just laid out playing frisbee, families holding hands. Uh, people having little picnics and, you know, dogs running about, people going for a jog. It was beautiful to see people, you know, just living life. Just, you know, it was a, it's a Tuesday. They're just hanging out and having these very, you know, e- intimate conversations and, and uh, maybe avoiding conversations, but, but still they're together and they're outside and they're in a park and, they're by museums, and it just it just had this very, it had a nice energy to it, and I just needed to feel the breeze and the air and, and see the trees and um, kind of widen my perspective a bit to, to bring my, my cortisol levels down. And so when, when we're looking at abandonment issues, Obviously, from everything that I've described up to this point, uh, it, there's also low self-esteem that comes in there where we feel unlovable, unworthy, right? Am I, am I valuable to you? Am I, um, am I valuable actually to myself? Do I see myself as valuable? That's really the question. Do I see myself? Do I see my time, my energy, my money? my my health, my sleep, my food, my like do I see who I am and what I value as valuable? The things that I care about as valuable? 
or do I need someone to validate and say, hey, that's cool, before I'm like, yeah, that is cool. And a lot of us have that. You know, we're, we're like nine-year-old kids who, you know, or, you know, want the cool kid to be like, hey, that's a cool jacket. And you're like, oh, that is, thank you for saying it. And all of a sudden now we're floating on cloud nine, right? Um, but that, and then, you know, the, the last ingredient of, of abandonment issues is we overcompensate where we try to gain or, or maintain relationships by uh, becoming overly accommodating to the other person's needs. Whatever you need, I got it. Now, and I, I got it before you even ask for it. So, you know, even if it's at the, the sacrifice of my, my own needs. So how do we cope? That's the, that's the million-dollar question. How do we cope with our abandonment issues? Because remember, uh, yesterday we were talking about coping versus overcoming, right? So we're talking about how to cope with our abandonment issues. And one is to, you know, validate our feelings. And I know that's difficult, right? To Because first you have, we have to recognize what our feelings are. I'm reading this book, What We Say Matters. And I didn't, I mean, there's just, there's a million feelings. I don't, I mean, from, you know, do I feel frustrated, irritable, annoyed, lonely, heartbroken, full of dread, listless? Am I happy, excited? Do I feel warm and friendly or satisfied, relaxed, hesitant, suspicious, energetic or mischievous, inspired or curious? Like there's so many feelings to click through. It could be challenging to be aware of what we're feeling and, and recognize it and and then to validate that emotional experience. But, you know, that's part of the journey and that's the fun. Yeah, we get to learn more about ourselves as we start to unpack our abandonment issues. And then we can also seek help as a way of coping, right? A, a therapist, a coach, um, online, you know, a, a, a third party, but whatever professional person, whether it's group therapy, seek outside help. And it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. It could even be for a session just to see what it feels like, you know, or six sessions or, or whatever. But just to peel back some of the layers to help you get some of the work done, get some momentum movement forward on unpacking this um and so we can also practice mindfulness right engaging see mindfulness i think has a is a very loaded word but mindfulness can be cooking because that's something that really is asking you to be present focus on what you're doing i mean you have a knife in your hand to chop you have boiling water you have an oven that's 350 degrees. We definitely have to be mindful, right, of what we're putting on the stove, what we're taking out of the oven, um, you know, what we're cutting, where are our fingers. So even if you don't eat the food, you can cook and then give it to a friend 
or save it for later. You can freeze it for next week. But finding, you know, I have a, I'm very blessed where we have a pool table. So I'll, I'll shoot billiards as a way of, of being mindful and present and kind of letting the thoughts matriculate, matriculate in my brain. I think that's a word. <laughs> but, you know, talking about, you know, thoughts in the brain, we can cope with abandonment issues also by challenging our negative thought patterns because it can lead to self-doubt and catastrophizing and this all or nothing or black and white thinking where it's like either you're with me or against me or if if I did this little thing, that means that there's going to be something, I'm going to do something, it's only going to get worse and worse, right? So we, we think that things are going to spiral out of control and we won't get back to some form of normalcy or neutrality. And then we can also learn how to develop healthy boundaries, to say no to things that don't align with our values or to say, hey, you know what? Let's set up a system so I really don't have to deal with the yes and no's of it. We, we, we both just automatically know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. But it's so important to set those healthy boundaries. And once again, it becomes uh, a challenging because we go, well, what if I say no and then they want to break up? Well, it, they're not going to break up with you over the, over the no. It, I mean, and maybe they will. But we're we're capable. We're strong. We found this person. We can find another person. And guess what? We're a cool person. We're a person, right? Peopling. That's the word I thought of earlier when I was driving through the park. I was like, look at these people peopling. I don't know if peopling is a word, but, you know, just doing people stuff, just hanging out, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. You know, because I, I watch... Netflix and it, it just makes the world seem like people are doing these insane, really cool things. But uh, but on an everyday basis, people are just you know putting gas in their tank, walking around with their kid, walking their dog, uh, going to the park. They're peopling, you know. Just um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but also if we want to cope with abandonment issues, we can build a support network. And this goes back to therapy, group therapy, friends, church, right? Church. We can form our own group. I have a friend who just moved out here to San Diego and uh, doesn't feel like there's a tribe for her. There's a, so she realizes she might have to build the tribe that she wants. She might have to build the culture and the community that she wants. And so... That's her challenge. That's the thing that she's looking at right now. And that's exciting to, 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 to recognize that there's a space to build the thing that you would love and, and that you're going to be providing something for others who also feel the same way. So figure out, you know, and you can build this, your, your support network online through meetup groups. Uh, I know that there are, places where you can buy board games and they have game nights, you know, where they play Monopoly or Catan and things like that. So build your own support group, whatever that is, however ridiculous it is. Um, have fun. We only get one life, right? Um, 
and then engage in activities. Do hobbies that make you feel confident and capable and independent. I mean, that could be painting, uh, molding. We're going to take a, a what was it, ceramics class where you put your hand in the clay, molding kind of thing, working on your car. Uh, you know, my, my next-door neighbor has a guy who comes in and washes his car every, I don't know, a couple weeks. And I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, cleaning cars is my therapy. So engage in activities that foster empowerment, that, that make you feel like, job well done. Like, I can, I can do things, you know. And then lastly, we have to be patient. A lot of times we think that, well, oh, man, I've been going to therapy for three months, and, uh, you know, nothing's changed. Or I've been, I've been reading these books. I've been journaling every day for a week. And, and it's like, man, it took us not days, not years, but decades to get here. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a lifelong journey. I mean, we're talking about life here and, and just like how we have to take a shower every day and brush our teeth every day, we have to, we have to be mindful and attentive of coping with whatever the, our issues are for that day, whatever the main thing that comes up, whether it's grief or abandonment or, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts or maybe even joy and excitement, right? Mania, uh, all, you know, there's so many different emotions that can unground us just depending on where we are at. So if you're struggling with abandonment issues, you know, seek help. And if you know somebody who is struggling with abandonment issues, share this episode with one other person, just one. And that way you two can have a conversation and then we can build a community. Because that's all we want, right? We just want to hang around like-minded people, people who want to grow in the direction that we're growing, uh, but also diverse enough to keep it fun and interesting and so that we're learning from each other. Let's get to tomorrow together.